1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
0: chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify. <laughs>
2: Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. I am not Jamie Coburn. Jamie Coburn sells cans of beer. I am Mark Jordan. and joining me is Andrew Christie, who is about to tell you how smelly the shite his cat just did was.
1: Uh, windows are open, that's all right, it's all good.
2: All right, good, got to hear it. And uh, Sam Smith. Hola. How you doing, boys? You Great, Finished you? celebrating. Aye. finished celebrating an incredible performance on Saturday?
3: Uh, it's just such a weird feeling, wasn't it? Like, quick I mean, the, feeling, the feeling after it wasn't being in Jamie's shop and being out know, and pubs was great, so uh, yeah, really I can't really complain. I don't know. I
1: saw I saw quite a, a few online saying that the the game kind of took the shine off getting top six, but not at all for me. That was a, a cracking night. It was
2: yeah,
1: Ah, yeah. it was brilliant.
2: That being said, the fireworks outside the ground after the final whistle, no, uh, not, not. Yeah, one. I wasn't there for it's that. That's a, um, Yeah,
3: fireworks and broad daylight are always funny, and what a more fitting place to do it than the capital of fireworks and broad daylight, Figue. So, yeah. <laughs> fair play.
2: We um, we went into <laughs> excuse me, we went into Saturday's game knowing that we had uh, three three opportunities to. To, to make a first uh, top half finish since nineteen eighty five, I know a lot of a lot of focusing. You know, it's the first time ever, and that's annoying some of the old uh, some and some of the accounts that like the blockers on Twitter. I thought um, it so was
3: just, the first just, time ever.
2: So just to clarify, first uh, first, first top time half that finish matters. in thirty eight yeah. years. Um, first time since any of the misery hunters were born.
1: So first time we've done it since football's been difficult.
2: Yeah, exactly. First time since. Football was played by athletes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and not
3: well, Gary Brady kind of yeah. dispelled that myth. But that's true. And
2: um, smoked as much as some of the folk that Doug Sumner scored past. Per- um anyway, to to come back to a point that was being made. we um, went into the game on Saturday knowing that there was three three routes for us to to secure the top six finish that, that we've all dreamt of for since since Tony Fitz was the apple in, in someone's eye and and uh, a uh, true on fashion we absolutely shout the one that we had control of and <laughs> uh, put it in the hands of, of either Jim Goodwin or whichever bum is uh, currently the interim manager at St. Johnston, Stephen McLean
3: yeah, yeah, Stephen McLean and is it Alec Cleland great,
2: uh, uh, great spot to be in Great spot to be in We, uh, we were all there It was a uh, you know, just pure football at its purest isn't it a very very bad Kilmarnock team coming up against a very very scared someone team.
3: Aye. before we dissect the performance of bit fair play to they, they came with a, a plan to nullify everything that we are pretty good at And to be honest they done it aided with us not sure. being very good but yeah Kilmarnock done done really well I, I actually kind of I thought it would, uh, maybe we a wee bit tougher for them and Joe Wright Obviously didn't make it through the warm-up, need to put in Lewis Mayo, but you know, Lewis Mayo was, you know, incredibly comfortable as well. A guy who's out of contract in the summer. But Did they really couldn't...
2: stand out for Kilmarnock? Yeah,
3: they're, they're not a great team. We're obviously far better than Kilmarnock but fair play to them. They turned up with a game plan, get two goals at a good stage of the game, and really at that point, we never really looked like getting back in. We were just too many players, we're off it, and, it is what it is. Like obviously we had the safety net uh Hibbs losing to St Johnston. If that obviously they drew, or if Levy failed to beat then the United. And listen, it doesn't really matter. We got there in the end. It's not over one game, it's over the thirty-three that you play prior to the splitting. We've more than proved that we're good enough to be in the top six.
2: I don't want to to uh, feed. Sorry, Andrew, I, I don't want to feed the, the Craig Andersons of uh, of the world, but I hadn't quite realised that that was Derek McInnes' 28th top flight league game against someone, and he has lost one of those 28 games. Fuck, me. that's, uh, that's not that's not ideal. Um, and I don't even know that it was. And I appreciate what you're saying, Simon. And I don't even know that it was that he had our number. I think. He played a sensible game. I think they, they didn't try to do anything too clever at the back. They kept the ball as far away from from Curtis May and, and Tony Watt as they could. Um, and they they were presented with a couple of opportunities and they and they, they took them, which is normally what we are we are good at. We're not normally good at forcing mistakes and then capitalising on them. We didn't force much at all, and what they did force, they they took advantage of. So, I think credit to Derek McInnes. I'm certainly not washing his hands of of the responsibility for it but I don't necessarily know it was that we were out thought and outplayed. I think we I think we didn't show up is the is the kind of truth of it to be honest
1: yeah I think yeah to a man nobody played well Carson when called upon was was pretty good I thought in goals but other than that it was 10 absolute stinking performances and I mean, why? Why do you think that is? Do you think it was the occasion, or
2: the, I don't know, because the, the Livingston was an interesting one. The Livingston performance a, a few yeah, weeks ago, we, um, yeah. But I think it, there was similar levels of pressure. going in, and I think we came out of the traps. But most importantly, it worked for us. You know, I think um, we've seen us for quite a long time now. Go for this first 15, first first twenty game plan where we try and really force something to happen and then it totally changes assuming you get a goal or even two goals it totally changes the rest of the game and you can manage that and I think one of Robinson's strengths has been able to manage games in that way if you do that and it doesn't come off I think we, we're just a little lost And to be honest we, we just didn't create enough that. I think for the majority of the game and maybe the stats don't bear this out I thought we, we had more of the ball, we did better things uh, with the ball a lot mm-hmm. of the time our centre halves by and large looked really comfortable with with Vassell and, and Dodge playing them, you know, out like holding them 10, 15 yards outside of our box and just nodding things away. It's just that we we had no cross whatsoever. We had no no creativity, no through balls. I don't think it's the most that Curtis Maynard Tony Watt have ever moved and created things. I just think it was one of those one of those days where it just didn't it just didn't come off. Um which happened? Can, them. Yeah, you I think Robinson said that, didn't he? You don't want to let them away with it as such, but I think I think there was a point. I think if you do the hard work over thirty-two games, you can excuse. I mean, it's not a first bad performance of the season, right? But you can excuse one. one
1: yeah, real I mean that's it's like we're not we're not in the top six by by default. We didn't bottle mm-hmm. anything, despite you know a few memes thereabouts. With the sixth best team in the league at the end of the regular season and one bad game does, doesn't make us a bad team. The 32 no. games previous to Saturday make us a very good team and yeah. we're now in a fight for Europe entirely on merit. So, don't get me wrong, I think Robinson, I think he probably will rightfully go absolutely through the team and oh, I think it's so why there. we are so off it in one or two the incidents that so I think when we come and talk about later where individual moments where players can let themselves down but uh, it's not it doesn't doesn't change anything for me in terms of like the next few games or what my expectations are for post split don't get me wrong i think getting into the the split is a, a map, such a getting into top six is such a massive massive achievement you know anything on top of that is a bonus you know i think this season's a success no matter if we yeah uh, 100 you know touch wood if like I hope we don't, but if we lost every single game, then the season still goes down as a massive success for me. But we're in a very tight fight for Europe and I uh, there's no reason why we can't we shouldn't be looking towards that kind of fifth place, even even fourth if things go certain ways, you know. So I uh, it's just I think a, as citer that we're happy to put in the, the rear view kind of. Sorry, Mark.
2: No, no, I was just gonna agree with what you're saying. As much as as much as it felt like we almost kind of snuck in on the, the you know, the end, you know it. Similar to the season under Goodwin that we missed out, it was a you know it was an eighty fifth minute goal that really kind of confirmed her. Oh. I know I know Livingston was still have had to score too to, to turn it yeah. around, but it, it was that Stephen Fletcher goal with five minutes to go that, that kind of took the took the pressure out of the, the situation. So it does feel like it was almost a kind of late turnaround, whereas we were always in the top six, we didn't we didn't yeah, drop yeah, out. But I, um, also. But it, it could have that feeling, but we're we're absolutely not adrift from. It's not as if we are the, the last one in there to make up numbers. There's there's two sides ahead of us one on goal difference and one within a couple of a couple of games. And and you know the beauty of the, the split is that we're, we're playing them. I think um we we can turn to the to the fixtures at, uh, in a in a wee while I guess. But I think um I think th- you're right. It deserves just a bit of pause to recognise that although the performance wasn't what we're looking for and. And everything else. All in all, it was a it was a happy day, and it was a happy day because of a lot of hard work and success that's come out of what we've what we've done this season. But uh, right. from that, let's talk about someone making an absolute balloon of themselves. So. <laughs> uh,
1: we'll talk so I'm, about... I'm making the match of the day Twitter account though. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I just I've said I said that you know when we were talking about it after the game and. I've said that, and I've been talking about it since. Any other referee in the league isn't booking him for the first one. Yeah, I agree. His main character, Willie,
2: as, is choking to give
3: Right, and as petty and as daft as it is, the other referees in the league aren't going to book him for it. But like Mark said, <clears> I, I I said it as well last week on the podcast prior to the, prior to the game. He's so he just needs to he needs to be involved, needs to be the main event, he needs to make sure everybody on the park knows that the whole thing's about him. And that that's really where that that yellow card came from. The second one is stupidity though. Know, and I don't I know Watson does well to get through him initially, but correct me if I'm wrong, it, it doesn't really look as if he's gonna go anywhere. It looks as if he might get to the edge of the box, but at that point Yeah, because it's covering defenders yeah. as well, was it? Potentially, Shaughnessy. I think, I think it was too. Shaughnessy is, Isn't he two kicks off I get in front of the cross or whatever he was going to do? So, like, ah, it's, it's just a weird one. I, I don't know. It was a bit of a rush of blood to the brain, but some of the reactions I've seen a bit like, oh, he should never play again. Like, he's a liability. Like,
1: shut up. No, he's not. He's yeah, complete I, not, he's not a to make talented, excuses, 18-year-old. but yeah, I think maybe, you know, he's physicality and his kind of confidence, his general demeanour. It is maybe easy to think he's to forget that he's eighteen, but eighteen year olds have stupid mistakes mistakes in them. And luckily this isn't one that cost us. Don't get it wrong wrong. It very well could have if things went yeah, yeah. Take differently. But uh, it's just a a young boy making a mistake and he'll rightfully get get a smack for it. But it will be absolutely fine. And a good player well, really- you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah um, what really frustrates me about the, I think the second booking is ridiculous, and I think part, part part of being old enough to play and, and all the rest of it is that you need to be old enough to take criticism. Yeah, like he's not there. He's not there on work experience. You know, he's a he's a, a, a professional footballer receiving a wage to play football, and he's in the top flight and all the rest of it. So that second booking, I think you can quite rightly criticise. I don't think it means you write him off. I, I think it's pretty embarrassing, really. To steam in and write someone off on that basis. But the second book and knowing that you've just had the first one aside, it's it's just a daft, daft thing to to do. Um that first book and the, the, the fact that he's been booked really, really annoys me. Put, it, it, it's daft and I get it. But watching it back and, and we said as much on on commentary, he pulls out of doing it petulantly. Yeah, Rush the
1: head and then he kind of catches himself like, oh fuck, maybe I should not doing this I'm, quite
2: so enthusiastically. I think the ball leaves his hand at like under waist height uh, and it stays where it is. It's that like it he doesn't like bounce it away. I think most of the times you see a yellow card for that kind of thing. It's like in the direction of an official or, you know, the ball's uh, he's slamming it down from like head height and the ball's going away. He turns around but he doesn't get a decision and he essentially puts the ball down aggressively. I just I think it's such uh, a daft, daft thing to run over and give a
3: it's just Willie Collum. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Willie Collum. the fact say. that he wasn't. I mean, what he wasn't really. I, I don't think Colin was really a factor in the game until that point, was he? So, and it's it sounds so daft that you're talking about a referee in that context, but that is what he does. Like he, uh,
1: he needs to be yeah. involved. It's, yeah, it's main character syndrome, and he just wasn't yeah, he, involved up until that a, point. Yeah, like, in,
2: I bet he, as a teacher, he's given a punny for someone for putting their pencil case down too loudly.
3: I, but, like, we'll see it again. When, like No doubt when everybody's tuned in and watching the old firm game on Sunday, like, you're going to see Willie Collum centre of the stage, making sure it's all about him. And I just no, I don't think any other referees booking booking small for that. And I, I can see the point. I know it is same to an extent, but it's just not really that. It's nothing, nothing bad. It's not personally offending Willie Collum that a boy... 20 yards away from him, threw a ball in the deck because he thinks the referees get yeah. the decision wrong. Which, see if he's going to be consistent about it. See, about 10 minutes later, Alan Power was up in his face, screaming his head off right at him. And he just yeah. bats it away and lets Power go on with it. So, uh,
2: yeah. And I don't think any of us are calling for Power to get a yellow card for that. No, it's just that, not that you can't. All, man. You, I, I think from small, it's, it's just not, it doesn't waste time. It's not aggressive. It's not aimed at someone. It's just, It's just frustration and the balls in his hand. Do you expect him to be like, "Oh, I can't believe that's not my throw-in"? Here's the ball, if you'd quite like to. It's just nonsense. So it should never have been a yellow. That aside, small. It's a learning experience for for small. He needs to know that. That's the last time. Yes, I mean stuff like that. He's out to
3: learn. He's out to play football. He's out. You're not getting
2: that. You're not getting that tested. That angry playing Premier League two. Football, you, you need to play football with stakes attached to it and with a, you know, with a bit of pressure around you and, and all the rest of it and that's that's what happens and I'm not I'm not saying that I guarantee you won't do it again but I think once you've had an experience like that when it's been as important as it is you would assume that you would learn from it Aye. and it'll be a valuable a valuable lesson for him
1: and you it does know. of course now mean that we're going to Easter Road with just Scott Tanza as a left back option.
3: I don't know, Richard Tate was running with the boots mm-hmm. on in training pictures last week, so I'm hopeful that something miraculous happens in the
1: next uh, next ten days with him. I mean, if there's a body that can produce something miraculous, it is Richard Tate, isn't it? So yeah.
2: Given that we're I, looking for a left back here, are you frustrated that noted right back in, in the Northern Irish Football League, Daniel Finlayson, is going to be able to leave at the end of the season? I caught you know that the, guy on the
3: Facebook page earlier, aye? Yeah. and how we let Dylan Reid go, obviously, when somebody said he played left wing back. So, that a It's our fault, really, I'm afraid.
2: Yeah, just leaving ourselves ben. with
1: three first team left backs is just criminal. You mentioned him earlier and I, I'm I'm quite reluctant to give Kilmarnock any credit just because of my personal feelings towards him, but Alan Power, I thought was was great on Saturday. Uh, obviously, that's a player we, we championed quite a lot when he was at us. Yeah, I was I, a big fan of him. I thought, I, I thought he looked like he had a real kind of point to prove on. I think there was a wee bit, yeah. Uh, I think there was a bit
3: here. Let's see why this is like why you shouldn't have let me go. But I mean, yeah. we were obviously right to let go, but yeah. i better without him now. But, Aye, he looked, he looked really good. Annoyingly, him and Donnelly worked pretty well together, but I think the yeah. real star of the show was the, was the guy Watson. He was brilliant. Man. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Just such yeah. a
2: talented... Yeah. I think, if, he's,
3: I think um, if, if he fancies playing real football next year when that get relegated, I think uh, we could probably do him a favour and maybe let him play with the big boys. He would actually serve our team a wee bit. Kilmarnock to get relegated. So, I think uh, they still will, to be honest. They're in danger. I think will be between them and Ross County.
2: Yeah, it's, the the playoff teams in the championship are likely to be some uh, non-composed bums. Yeah. Aye. So it would have to be very bad in yeah. order to to lose to any of them. But the, the good news on that front is that they are very bad.
1: <laughs> so uh, even though they just was... spanked us two <laughs> in their own back. <laughs> yeah,
2: you need to get the venom out somehow. Aye, I think yeah. uh, with power. I don't. I don't really remember them doing much on the ball but he did exactly what Gogic has been so good for us recently yeah. in, in, bi- in big games. He just disrupted everything. He stopped. They forced us to have to try and play football and then power stopped us doing it. I thought he had a really effective, aye, effective game. I, I think Watson. Watson's the one you look at and you think, you can understand entirely why he's been given a chance, what, five games ago? And he's now barely missed You've a game. been on the team every,
3: every game since, i
2: started, started all five, I think, five or six games in a row. Play, um, and he's an absolute standout as well um, deserves a lot of a lot of respect I think as well having seen um, Kyle Vassell a couple of times and not thought much of him it's quite I, thought he a, I thought he had quite a good, uh, quite a good game um, I suppose we, we can talk about the goal now um, moving very quickly past Charles Dunn's incredible assist um, for bringing the, do- the ball down from distance and dropping it to Kyle Vassell like a, like a Ronaldinho in his pump. The um, sales industry to force his way onto the left foot. but the, And then a guy like that has not scored in the league yet, he's playing for a struggling team and all the rest of it. The composure to not just try and get the shot away, but to realise that he stands up, tracks Donnelly making his, his run around him and plays a really clever pass through a, a very, very static set one run defence. At so that I point, think I think... Um, was it come, was on,
3: well
2: come on, it deserves a lot of credit for for working that goal in the way that they did and, and taking it. Um, it's just, it's you know, a very annoying goal for us to, to lose, but to do where it's due. It's, it's the kind of thing that we normally do.
3: It was just so easy for them. Uh, just yeah. really, really, really easy for them. You know, I kind of donnelly being a late runner into the box. No one from midfield picking them up. And then, as you said, the defenders are just static watching it. It was so frustrating to see because it's not, it's not what we do. well. I mean, we don't let goals like that go. I think nobody i have really seen us concede goals and manners like that. It's really when you're playing Celtic and the movement of like Kyogo and Maeda and Jota and guys like that, maybe yeah, a wee bit too much. It's when but our
1: defence is kind of stretched and that's the year, but... It's
3: Liam Donnelly. Come on, man. Like It's no rocket science. He's not He's not very good at football. Rich, uh,
2: rich vein of scoring form, though. A wee one consolation goal against Celtic last week. that
3: absolute ton of goals one season under Robinson uh, at Motherwell. I think I'm pretty sure it was the year they got third. That he scored like yeah. fourteen or fifteen goals. You do, um,
2: you do look around the the league at players that the Robinsons had some kind of exposure to before that he signed at Motherwell, or, or that he's coached, or he's even through the national team, or, or whatever else that he's at any kind of. Exposure to, and you think, you know, as gaps begin to appear in our squad and our budget gets a little bit bigger, I wonder which of these guys will end up, uh, will end up back in Donnelly's one. You know, if Comanet were to get relegated for talking sick, you could, you could totally see Donnelly ended up being a bit of a squad player with us.
3: Uh hopefully not though, because he's pretty shite. <laughs> yeah,
2: it is what it is. Um, it's the it's the ponderous women unfortunately. Um. Yeah. Second goal, just as frustrating. I think we can we can roll the two of them together awful. pretty. Uh, Defensively, an
1: absolute horror show. Yeah, that and it's it, it as well. Yeah, yeah. I can, at that just, point, it was a case like, okay, so we might as well." just put the Levy game on the the big screen. Aye, like I know what kind of thought. Like <laughs> it wasn't a case of we need we're relying on other results so you know we've got their own merit. But at that point, I was just writing off the day. A game on the screen, and we'll see what's happening because that,
3: that was awful. I, I don't know, I don't know why Charles Dunn. I think that's the first point why Charles Dunn's let Armstrong hit a cross and why he's standing so far off him. When if you put a bit of pressure on him, then you give him a decision to make, he might not have hit the line, he might have tried to take him on and done, might have won the ball. We'll never know. Second point, Shaughnessy probably getting retired by. By Christian Deutsch. Yeah. And it just showed why I mean that doesn't happen with Gallagher's on the pitch. Gallagher's not getting done in the air by Christian Deutsch. Yeah, I mean there he is, doesn't
2: out jump uh, he doesn't outjump Shaughnessy so much as shake his hand and give him a golden carriage clock to thank him for his fifty just, years of service.
3: <laughs> I just think Shaughnessy's becoming a bit of an easy target for teams that I do like him. I think he's I think he's still got something to offer every now and again. But yeah, he's a good. He's a good defender. I he think shouldn't be starting games for us. I think he's a he's a great leader.
2: I don't think that's gone anywhere. I think Aye. if we're playing a team who are shelling the ball at us, like Kamaran did for a lot of that game, Sean, is great. He's you know he's, he's he's very good standing up to strikers like Marcel and Deutsch, thirty yards from goal. What he what the last couple of games have, have shown us is that excuse me, he, um, it can't be turned on the halfway line. He yeah. can't um he can't push up to the extent that sometimes we need to and then be trusted to keep pace with you know Matondo or or whatever else and also when we are getting just a bit exposed at the back when other people are off their game he's not someone like Gallagher who is that kind of last line of defense almost that right. that guy who you know even if they do get past everyone else you, you kind of think gallica is strong enough and imposing enough that he will you know, they, they, there's a chance you'll stop it. Whereas, you know, I think once Dunn's nowhere and the man allowed time to just float across into the six-yard box to to a bit of a physical striker. I think Shaughnessy's sure trying to be four different places at once, and he just, you get right he just gets absolutely he just gets harried. Yeah, and I, it, it's frustrating. I think um, I'm I'm hesitant to be critical, but I think you also do have to recognise when you know when when someone's just not been up to a particular challenge, and I think that's. That's what its it is. It doesn't throw everything else out. No. I don't. I don't, in principle, disagree with him playing, but I think we're at a point now where assuming Gallagher's now fit, Gavyn, come on, Gallagher's got to come back into the middle of that that defence. Aye, hundred yeah. percent. Especially
3: for the last five games. Aye. Yeah, you would. Talk, maybe, maybe it's just been
2: kind of pot and wool for Gallagher just to. Until he's hundred percent good to go, you know. The yeah. the longer we leave him out, the more games we'll be able to play at the end of the season. So,
3: I mean, what we won't be giving him. Are, I, case. I think when he first came, I think when he first came back, he was on the bench against the Hearts, and he came on me about ten minutes to go. Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he never come to Highbrook study? No. And obviously, he only got about twenty minutes again at the weekend there. I think we've given him. I think it's it just reeks of giving him the chance to get back up to full fitness and using them when we actually yeah. need them.
2: Aye And I think we're at the point Where we actually
3: need them. If I'm honest Aye Oh big time Aye And I, I think If If everyone else is fit I, I think before I'd put Shaughnessy back And I think I'd rather have Gogic In centre half Before Shaughnessy No Actually Gogic I think Gogic was excellent When he put back To centre half
2: Having had a very quiet game In midfield When he went back yeah. He was actually You know given the circumstances I thought he was Potentially our best player After
3: He's so good as at bringing to that the ball point. out. It makes yeah. such a difference when we're, we've got someone with the speed of him bringing the ball out and rather than, you know, Shaughnessy kind of sitting back. It's the same as Gallagher. Gallagher sitting back as well. I mean, you've got someone with the speed of Gogic that can nip in in front of, like you know, the number 10 of the two strikers and win the ball, bring it out. I think it's just a shame we had 10 men at that point we were
1: we were out of the game. Yeah, I guess Kamara did do well to kind of manage the game, they were... Aye. Time good with everything, time. everything, and yeah, they managed the the game well.
2: They kept us at arm's length. I think that the one glimmer that when it looked like we might um we might do something, and I think if we'd scored, given the you know given the players that come onto the pitch and attacking options and all the rest of it, I think if we'd scored, there's every chance we would have, you know, on, have kept it. that pressure up and and maybe done something. But um, I, th- I think the one that you look back at is uh, Tony Watt
3: Daddy. is that just
2: at the end of the? Is that at the end of the first of half? The first half yeah. Um, drops to him just in the six-yard box. He does well to turn, but at that point, he's got to bury it. You've got to, you, you don't, I, I hate to use the cliche with what, but it's hard to watch the guy who, with 60,000 people watching him, and then like 20 million folk on telly watching him play against the best team in the planet, has got the composure to take it past the defence and stick it past like the greatest, one of the greatest keepers in Barca's history, but in the six-yard box
3: what goal, what goal um, was
2: that? did he play um, Getafe or Espanyol or I, um, yeah, I can't remember
3: I know people have said this once but I can't remember who it was against but it's hard to watch
2: him like with I, whoever I, like I Ash Taylor breathing down his culture. neck and Sam aye. Aye, Sam Walker in front of him and the ball is in at the marshes basically by the time he's uh, by the time he's done with it is uh, it's not ideal yeah, um, no. but uh, I, th- I think what had a pretty poor
1: game. I think him and yeah. Maine were both. I think, yeah, it just seemed like yeah. there was miles between what and Maine and like the midfield. It was just well mm. that's designed by Kamaric or that's something we've done well to teams in the past. Maybe they can have beat yeah. us at our own game to an extent, but yeah, I thought Maine and what were, were miles off it.
2: And Maine's best work was pretty deep in the second half, kind of trying to bring us out of defence and, and get stuff going and at that point I think the game was a bit a bit beyond us and also if he's back there doing that then Aye, who's you know, up he, top Aye. excuse me he kind of he kind of fell out the game a little bit but you're playing with 10 men <laughs> you know, it's not I don't think that's necessarily a judgement on his abilities Um but
3: at the end of the day it doesn't matter we're in the
1: top yeah, 6 yeah we're top 6 finally exactly. I did
3: guarantee everyone at the start of the season that we put we would be in the top 6 so yeah. I think and I said six as, well.
1: as well, yeah.
3: Yeah, so I had a lot of my podcast career riding on that
1: game at the weekend there, yeah. so hi. I mean a lot of us did because we we backed Robinson so vocally. Oh things <laughs> went differently this season, we right, yeah, podcast done. And yeah. by the way, rightly so in the end aye, so. of course. Yeah, because we know what we're talking about. Stupid.
2: Yeah, aye, not it's, stupid. Aye. But <laughs> if he'd been emptied in September because we were bottom with no points, then the podcast was done at that point.
1: Uh, it'd be uh, a, a golf podcast or something.
2: Yeah. but uh, right. it's well, you and Murray. Go to Master League games or something. <laughs> um, but here we are, big deal, top table. Yeah, that's uh, what it is. Very, you know very funny. Ones? Very, very funny to see Rory McKenzie make an arse of one in the six-yard box as well. Yeah. Phenomenal save from Carson, but very, Again, very yeah, funny saved McKenzie.
1: by Carson. But yeah, McKenzie's a wee rat, so it's good fun for Twenty-eight, Ronan big McKenzie. head as well. Really, really
3: big head.
2: I feel like McKenzie was in the command squad that won the '97 Scottish Cup.
3: I don't. That. I'm, I'm feeling that same way with like Murray Davidson at St John's. Yeah. Like these, these guys get injured and come back five years younger.
2: Yeah, like Murray. What age is
3: Murray Davidson? Thirty-six, and he's got a knee ligament injury. That's fine, you'll be 29 again come the summer <laughs> and ready to stink up the league for another few years.
2: The curious case of Benjamin something funny.
3: Horrible. That's
2: instead
3: Horrible footballers who can only pass the ball sideways.
2: <laughs> the curious case of Benjamin, horrible bastard. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's been a long day. Um, But uh, yeah, we covered it. Uh, we covered it at the start. And uh, we should cover it at the at the end as well. Results went away. Jim Goodwin delivered his, on his promise five years ago, four years ago, whatever it was, and he took K uh, finally took us into the, the top just, six. Cur- just uh, yeah, Jim
3: just on. They were talking uh, after the. I think I can't remember. I think it was. I listening uh, back to the Scottish football podcast. Even they put up with the reruns of sports sound after the games. I was listening to it and they're talking about Jim Goodman as if he's like some sort of managerial genius for telling his wing backs to cross the ball. And he, his striker, who notoriously throughout his whole career has been an animal, in there, <laughs> as if it's like some like unbelievable tactic that. One like, of those I, wing backs, like, by the way, who's just back from the World Cup. Aye. Like as if it's like some unbelievable like Pep Guardiola, Mikel Arteta style <laughs> tactic that. If does, you cross um, the ball into the box for one of the best headers there, are ball in the league, he might actually score a few goals.
2: Bear with me here, but it does kind of suggest that Tam Courts was, like, Michael Scott. And then Jack Ross has come in as Dwight and has obviously been, like, capable, but also shot a hole in the floor. So, has to get binned. And then Liam Fox is this, like, Andy Bernard figure who just <laughs> does literally nothing. Like, goes sailing for three months while... Dundee United are getting pummeled off Ross County, and, and all sorts. And all they've done now is bring in an actual manager again, who's like, "Boys, we're playing on Saturday. How about we do some shuttle runs between now and then and get the old uh, get the old fitness up? Train as if we're going to play for ninety minutes instead of sixty. Yeah. And they're now like taking points off people. It's just mad. But
1: he good. Fair good. Goodwin did give us a wee call out in his post match interview. Said he's happy for someone in the. People Paisley for top six play. So, yeah, fucking. I still love to see him get relegated. So,
2: if you can't take me at my not mentioning you at all after I left and only talking about Aberdeen while I was there, then yeah. you don't deserve me at my talking about someone as soon as they make the top six while yeah, I'm fighting. Relegation. I, think, I think
1: I think you'll keep them up personally.
3: Yeah, I, no, I think it, it will. I hope he doesn't, but aye, I, think I think they'll do it enough.
2: I think it's always, always forgiven at this stage. Would I want to manage my team again?
3: Not for no. me. Not, not Would I invite like... him
2: round for dinner? Probably not.
3: But we'll Forgiving is quite a strong word. I you'll yeah. we'll need to come on the podcast and apologise personally. but um...
2: <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how and bring us all the dairy work.
3: Well, <laughs> if think it's them relegated we be back doing that summer, so
2: I've, I've softened. to Since he took the Dundee United job, I've softened to get him. I'm almost at the point now where I, I don't feel right making jokes about him again.
3: It's, his, it's the stuff he wears in the touchline that's beginning to offend me a wee bit. But I've said it before, and I said it with, I think when I was at Aberdeen, brown jeans have never been in. They never will be in. They haven't at any point in life. They've never been cool. So stop wearing them. Just go back to being in trackies. You're a trackies guy.
2: It's a bit Ted Lasso, isn't it?
3: Ay, it's just trying to look like a school teacher.
2: If you're going to be a school teacher, be Tom Henry. And that's that's maybe the last thing you need to say on the subject. We um fixtures have been announced. Good folk at Sky, you know, have said that you know all five of our games are on the telly. So <laughs> that's a uh, that's good of them. We're in the top six and the bottom six, depending on who you ask. It's uh, it's been a pretty effective release of the old fixtures and divvy out of the of the attention. But uh, yeah, the way it's fallen, we've got two home games, three aways was always going to be the case, given the, given the way the the thirty three games had had finished. I know there's been a bit of bumping and moaning. I don't think we've been particularly done over there. It had to go one way, and I saw people moaning about how tough the games are. It's like we are playing
1: by definition
2: the five best teams in the country. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: People saying, oh, it's a really tough run of games. Were you expecting to draw like Arbroath and Cowden Beef? We're in the top <laughs> six. We're playing the top five best teams in the league. Um, I,
3: I, I think act- I, I'm Listen, that could not have been any better than what we nah. were going to get. I think it was always, it was going to be the toss up between whether they were going to go to, whether we were going to go to Pitordia or Tankas a third time. See, to be honest, it's six and a half a dozen or two of the best teams in the league at home. So, doesn't really and
1: matter. Of the of the five games, you would potentially say that the two most winnable ones are the first two that we've got. Aye. So, Aye. like best case scenario, we win the first two, get six points on. Yeah. We're looking pretty healthy going into games against teams who will by that point not really have anything to play for. Like yeah. Aberdeen have essentially tied up third. Celtic have won the, the league by then. Rangers will have absolutely nothing to play for. Celtic win the league before they play is
2: almost guaranteed and yeah. we don't have to go there on trophy day. I think that's 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 maybe the biggest thing out of them. I think if uh, if you wanted to get one of Celtic or Rangers at home at this point of the season, it's Rangers. And if you want to finish the season against one of them, it's Rangers. I think yeah. us against Rangers on the last day of the season at home, am not going to say anything stupid, but that suddenly becomes a game where actually... We show up and play above ourselves. Rangers have phoned it in. Raskins already already on the beach. I just Todd Cantwell's <laughs> away making TikToks and Dubai Gee, or something.
3: In fact, well, Celtic are obviously going to beat Rangers on Sunday, I'm guessing. That actually meant yeah. Al McGregor's last game for Rangers. Wow. That would be delightful. To end that career—that's
1: I mean, an incentive, isn't
2: it?
3: Yeah. That, that, I think that, that well, should we should be dangling that in the dressing room. Like, yeah.
2: what a fitting tribute for us to do something he doesn't want to do in his last game. That would be absolutely incredible.
3: <laughs> ah, but the, I think the fixtures—I I again—I don't know what people are more on about. It was never going to be easy. That is what happens. You're not going to play the muck that we've played in the bottom six for however many years we've been in there. Like. Like it's hard, but it is what it is. We just need to deal with it and move on. Who, who cares? Like, yeah.
2: And uh, it, bear with me as well. I'm happier with us playing those five teams. Hundred
3: percent than, 100%. than yeah. the other
2: five. All of our real bad performances this season have either been after we've had a comedy red card. So I think you can write off Celtic performances and and whatnot on that basis was you
3: know, in these games pitology, against the yeah, top yeah. six teams that Hibs game when we seen was the only one I can really think it was a catastrophically bad performance against any of those top teams.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. I remember that
3: dodgy penalty. I think that was the one that take given that when his hands down at his side and the ball hits yeah. his hand, like, I like these things happen, and it's not the worst. It's not like the we're playing a Hibs team who are on. After the first thirty-three games, are on par with us on points. They're just yeah. as good as, as we're capable of beating them. Parts, who are what four points ahead of both, yeah, four who, points. Beat them. Who beat them last played. time
2: out? Yeah, and and I would say that we were on balance the better team both times we played them previously as well. And one of them, one of them, we were one 0 up at home and then conceded to that freak snodgrass result. And uh, then your game at Tynecastle, Snodgrass should have been gone, and we should have had a penalty at the end to, uh, to even it up. Like the margins between ourselves and Hibbs, literally one game out of those previous six removed, have been pretty tight. I think Celtic we've beaten this season. I think you, you just need to. I mean, do you mean they're, they're probably going to win the league with a record points
3: total.
1: I think it's record think, goals as well, though the not two kicks off. I think there. basically every game now they will break some form of record, like whether it's yeah. points or goals or...
3: Great.
2: Uh, you just kind
1: of need to take what's
2: really going. Up to Potodri, it's going to be tough under... You know, they're, they're resurgent under Barry Robson. That's not going to be... You know, we did well to take points off them earlier in the season and, and all the rest of it. That's good. Uh, can It is what it is at this point. And then, These games suit can... us
3: more than what it would suit us playing the worst teams in the league. We, we are better against good teams because that lets us play our game. These teams yeah. are all going to have 60% of the ball minimum and we are going to be able to do what we are really good at and snuff totally. it out, be good defensively, take the ball off them and go up and punish them.
2: Gogic in full chaos mode. Just fill them full of four loco and let them loose on Aye. on whoever. Like, I, th- I think that suits us so much more than having to come out and play football against, you know, interim manager bounce St Johnston or resurgent Motherwell or scrambling for their life Dundee United or Derek McInnes, who we can't seem to be, <laughs> and all the rest of it. I think I'm, I'm happier with these five than, than with the alternative taking out what it means in terms of where you can finish. I think these five games suit us more this season. And there we are. I think... Uh, one thing I did want to, to touch on before we finish, of course, we have at the weekend. It's a it's an empty week for the men's side, I think, because of the cup semi-finals. And so on Sunday, uh, Smyzer Stadium is going to host some ladies' last or some women's team. Sorry, the last uh, home game of the season against Stenhouse-Muir. Hopes I think spoken to a couple of the, the players over over Twitter over the last week or so. Hopes I think that they can get a fair amount of bodies through the through the door and, and maybe rival the attendance that they had for their the game at the same point last was that last season or was it the start of?
1: Uh, it was October I think, in the October. Then, sure. Um, I think really uh, good attendance that day as well, so it's definitely yeah, something to. It's about a thousand,
2: I think, in the end. Not that I think
1: like was shut far off at that now.
2: Yeah, so yeah. I think really hoping that we can get similar amounts of numbers then. a one o'clock kickoff. At the ground on uh, on Sunday, they uh, similar to her, similar to the men's side they are also comfortably mid-table as it stands. I think they're they're more than likely going to finish fifth in a in a twelve-team league, which is inspirational for uh, for that Stephen Robbins to nice. as, as well. Get Kate Cooper on no, his touchline for the last five games, if uh, if she'll do it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, all hoping for a for a solid result there, and and hoping for a, most importantly for a, a really good attendance. The 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 energy that's come out of the women's team this has really been something to something to see. I've, I've been down myself to watch one of their games in, in Linwood, and uh, it was a tough day for them. They were against a really really solid Edinburgh side. But even then, you could see the shoots of of something really quite promising, and I think they've put on quite a quite a few really really strong performances this season. So.
1: It's a relatively tough. Uh, yeah, well the the game that test. the game back in Attobett at Stadium, where uh, we went along to that and was it West Dyke they we were playing and it was uh, it was a really good performance. Looks like there's really quite an exciting time to be around the club at the moment. It seems like West in.
2: West third on the table. Um staying out it wasn't a music
1: game at all, but I they battered them that uh, day.
2: Edinburgh have have kind of ended up running away with the with the league a little bit. And you could see that to be fair, they, they were they were phenomenal. But even even then, I think you know, we, we had our chat with Kate Cooper at the start of the season. and um, I came away from that really, really impressed about.
3: You said that there is going to be a few teams that are well ahead just because of how lucky they've been with resources, etc. Because I think yeah. it's only really this season that they've had a, a settled area to train at. They've obviously had the benefit of the, the pre season in Germany as well. So Yeah. Which I think I'm sure they're planning to do that again at some point this year. Yeah, I think I think voted
2: through by Smyzer. I think. Which is
3: good. Maybe wrong.
2: So uh, yeah, if uh, if you can on Sunday, I think get down, support the support the women. Um it's it's very much become become much more one club this season. I think the you know, strips, kit, resources, attention is all all going in the right direction and there's a there's two teams absolutely to be proud of in, in Paisley this year. So if if you can get down, definitely go and, uh, and show a bit of support. Definitely. How uh, anything anything else you guys are finding particularly interesting before we before we finish up?
1: Nah. what's the City Arsenal score? Sir,
3: one 0 to Manchester City. De Bruyne has got an absolute corkery goal. So. Uh, go, I had to mute the telly though after they started saying that Rams should have saved it because they could have put Goal three goalies in, in. and they could have put three goalies in Mark Howard included in <laughs> the Still so aye
2: that is the extent to which we love all of you we are sitting here talking <laughs> about Kilmarnock instead of watching the biggest game of the Premiership season aye
3: but listen, but, um, top six we all said did it. Go, go. We're going to go back, I think, at some point. Mark's got all the early season predictions. We'll do a, we'll do our end-of-year review. Which
1: oh, and yeah. massive shout-out to Seed Hill Saint for putting <SSSSSSSME> yes. that compilation together. That was, oh, that was, that was that, amazing. That was Sunday morning's hangover. That was an incredible time. It was good fun. It, it
2: almost makes me want to not do anything. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. know that it'll match up. Incredible. To, that was absolutely spectacular. Eh,
3: that, so, was, that was brilliant. Fair play. See, that was, aye. I, I loved every single minute of that. As, yeah. yeah, he died, because obviously that's that's worked the really well. Killer what, 11th? Yeah,
2: enjoy playing Ross County <laughs> for the fourth time this season,
3: you bums. Fair play, lads. When you're playing when you're a uh, Partick fissile in a play-off in a few weeks, just give us a shout and we maybe qualified for Europe or something. Nick. But hey, your, your <clears> pie's <throat> a good time, so... They're actually not that's, anymore. I'm going nah, to contest yeah. that. Kelly Pies are very overrated. I I did, a pie had, had a, a moment. Nah, they, they've had their moment. They've had their day in the sun. They're not as good anymore. Just like Komarnik, really, so high.
1: Yeah.
2: Steve Clark went to the Scotland job. John Gall went to Darville. Took Brown and Bakers with him. <laughs> and you're left with a sad reminder of what pies used to be. And, uh, <laughs> and on that note, I will leave you with... Uh fuck Derek McInnes.
3: Uh, fuck Craig Anderson. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, the Kelly songbook.
2: Oh the Kelly oh. Boys. Fuck them as well. The Kelly yeah, Songbook.
1: Strange, strange Get it in the fucking bin. I'm Bye. Bye bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network